On today's episode, we're going to talk about how to create your side hustle using Facebook groups in order to grow your community and pizza. Let's go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Blind Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jonathan Grzbowski, and today I have with me Tracy Minitolo. Tracy is a side hustle coach, helping motivated action takers to design, launch, and grow profitable side businesses they're passionate about. When she's not coaching, she's probably playing with microorganisms at her day job, hanging out in the San Diego sunshine, or checking out the latest craft beer release. Tracy, Top of the morning to you. How is your day going so far? So far, so good. It is about 6.15 or so here uh, in California, and I've been up for about an hour now, so I'm, I'm ready. I got my coffee rocking and rolling. So before I get into all of that, because I'm very curious about how the heck you're able to wake up at like essentially five or four, whatever it is that that exact time frame is. Uh, but we have to start the podcast off the same way we do every single time. So imagine you just had the absolute best day of your life. What is that one piece of food that will make your day complete? Mm, okay. So I heard a previous episode of your show, and I, I love it. I love this question. Um, I was waiting for this. So uh, there is a, um, a little place that's kind of around the corner from my house. It's called the Blind Lady Ale House, and they've got amazing pizza there. And they change up the toppings. They change up. It's kind of California-style pizza, so it's not the, the Jersey style, but um, it's delicious. And that's, a, that's where I'd go, straight over there. Nice. Very cool. So you're just getting like a whole pizza like for just yourself. For me. Nice. <laughs> Now no, you're no. you're a beer fan as well. Are we mm-hmm. are we pairing this with any type of beer? Um, I don't really think in terms of pairings. I just think about what looks good on the board. And usually I'm an IPA girl, so whatever is fresh, whatever is new. So do you have a? I'm, I, I'm an IPA guy. Uh, what nice. IPAs are you feeling? I mean, California has some of the best, uh, the absolute best beer in the country. Um, yep. Any of your any any go to? Well, right now, actually, uh, as you probably know, uh, there's a big um, haze craze. So it's all about the hazy, the hazy IPAs. So it feels like there's a new release every weekend, sometimes multiple releases. But right now, uh, the breweries that I'm really into out here, Pure Project is one of them. Um, but I really love Beechwood and El Segundo, and those are up uh, a little bit further north. And in San Diego, a shout out for Modern Times Brewing. Nice. Love it. Hopefully they're listening. Um, But Tracy, uh, thanks for that answer. Uh, The first real question that we have is tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and what is your story? Yeah, so I am uh, a side hustle coach, um, but I'm also a longtime side hustler myself. So I am a full-time job right now. I've been a full-time employee for forever since I graduated college. Um, Microbiologist by training, and so I've been lucky enough to be in that career the whole the whole time. I graduated in 2000 and jobs were a little bit more plentiful at the time. So I, I kind of made my way right into my career right after I graduated. So um, yeah, that's kind of the way it, it's been for me. But I think um, the biggest thing that brought me to side hustling was just debt, having a mountain of student loan debt and being terrible with credit cards and realizing that something needed to change and just kind of looking to alternate uh I guess, uh, income sources and what I could do. 
So to people who may not know what a side hustle is, um, obviously it's loosely defined and, and loosely mentioned, um, but can you just tell us your definition of what a side hustle is? Sure. So my definition um, is really anything that you do for additional income on the side of a full-time job. Um, and that's kind of the way I look at it. It could also be like on, a, on the side of a full-time business. So if you're a full-time entrepreneur with one company, maybe you have a side hustle doing something else. Um, but I tend to think of it in terms of, you know, the, the nine to five world and then side hustling being something that's kind of your first steps into uh, the entrepreneurial world, just kind of dipping your toes in and trying it on. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be a business though. I mean, it could be like Uber and Lyft. Those could be side hustles as well. Very nice. So you started, or you're a microbiologist, you said. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could say a large majority of the people have no idea what that even means. Um, but at what, at what point of time were you just like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta do something else. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm, well, I might've mentioned I'm originally from the East coast. So I moved out West and I had a lot of debt, um, that I had started accruing on the East coast cause I had graduated from college. Like I said, got a job right away, started spending money right away, <laughs> got a new car, all these different things. Um, so I moved out West with about $5,000 in credit card debt and the car loan, and then um, did not find a job in my my career field right away. So I ended up kind of doing the retail thing. I was a barista for a little while. So as you can kind of see, things kind of started to accrue a little bit more and more. Um, I was in San Diego, and this is not a cheap city to live in. So I just wasn't managing money very well. Things were kind of compounding. I was living sort of off of credit cards and a little bit paycheck to paycheck. It's kind of embarrassing to admit because I, I don't have kids. I was just really just not watching my money. Um, and then in 2009, as most people are aware, you know, the, the market wasn't good. And a lot of things were happening at that time here in the U.S. And I was working for a really, really tiny company. Um, so I'm in quality control microbiology. So I basically am part of the whole, um, like if you know you have a product and you want to bring it to market, but it has to meet certain um, specifications, microbial, microbial specifications. So you don't want bacteria that could contaminate and compromise your product. So we're, we're actually that team that kind of puts our stamp of approval on things. So um, I was working for a really small contract lab at the time. We were under 20 employees. And the company was feeling, you know, we were getting hit by the economy as well. And instead of letting people go, uh, my boss at the time decided to take everybody's um, work week back to 32 hours. So from 40 hours and a 40 hour salary to 32 hours and a 32 hour salary. So here I was with this huge pay cut and not doing well with money and just basically freaking out. Um, so in retrospect, it was probably one of the best things that could ever have happened because I ended up um, getting into a debt management program and being forced to completely sever my credit uh, use behavior. Like I ended up having to, you know, you just live cash and carry and I had no credit cards for three years while I was in that program. So that was kind of what kicked it all off, like where I really started taking things more seriously in terms of cleaning up the debt. And then when I started to come out of the debt side of things, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so I have to catch up on retirement savings. I <laughs> have some goals, financial goals. How can I get to those goals faster? And I was like, well, what about doing something on the side? Mm. So. so what are some side hustles that you're currently associated with 
um, in addition to the coaching aspect. And then after you answer that question, I want to go into a little bit more detail about how you're able to help people find their side hustle. Sure. Um, so my first side business, well, previous to that, I was doing all kinds of like one-off little jobs that I would find on Craigslist. Like we have universities around in San Diego and I would go and just like sign up, like maybe the psychology department needed subjects to take these computer tests or whatever. So I would just go over there and do that and earn a couple of bucks. But, um, it wasn't until about it's going on almost three years. Yeah. About three years ago now, um, that I decided I wanted to actually start my own business and, I spent quite a while um, trying to figure out what I could do outside of the full-time job because, like I said, I'm a microbiologist that, for me, didn't really translate too easily into something that I could do on the side. So it took me a while, but I finally got there, and I ended up doing um, basically virtual support for podcasters. So I was huge into podcasts, as I am now as well, um, and I also had done a lot of volunteer work um, helping some nonprofits in town with um, their social media and a little bit of WordPress, kind of behind the scenes updating blogs. So I kind of put that together, looked over the podcasters and said, I wonder if they need help. And I contacted a bunch of hosts, the shows that I was following, and two of those turned into clients for me. So that was my first one, my first business. Did that for about two years, and that actually is what opened the door for me to coaching. Because I was working with a career coach who really just kind of saw some potential in me and just, we loved working together, it was awesome. and. I was really like, kind of in there with his community and kind of just already like talking. And my natural thing is to sort of listen to people and try and give advice and try and help them and try and coach people along. That's kind of just part of me and who I am. And so that kind of evolved into coaching with him. And then I went out on my own last year, side hustle coaching. Very nice. So with that in mind, um, thank you so much for telling that story. When... Do you, do you believe, um, you know, I'll, I'll start this way when it comes to side hustling, um, what are some things that we can do in order to, to start the, the side hustle experience? Yeah. So the first thing, if you're coming from a nine to five job and you've never had any kind of side business or yeah, even like, uh, just a side gig or something is that you really need to understand that it's going to take time and bandwidth and energy from your, your life. And so that's really the biggest thing is to get clear on why it is you want the side hustle. Um, most of the time it's not just about the money. Um, particularly the clients that I work with, it's really about, um, money is part of the equation, but it's not really the big thing. The bigger thing is really wanting to do something that's a little closer to what they feel is their purpose. Um, and so the, those are the folks that I really get lit up about working with. I mean, I'm, I'm all for earning extra money on the side. That's where I was for forever. But I think, you know, if you're fueled by something more then you're more likely to find something that's really good for you, that lights you up and that you can actually like stick with for a while and see what happens. Interesting. So when it comes to, to the side hustle, what, what should people look for in, in a good side hustle? Um, is there anything, is there like a, I know the whole lighting up aspect, um, something that you may be passionate about, but, um, you know, what, what are some strategies that we could take in order to make sure that this could be a right fit? Yeah. So you need to look at your lifestyle. Like what are you willing to give and put into one? You need to understand, you know, if you're researching a particular side hustle, you need to get out there and kind of look at what kind of the market rate is for whatever it is you want to do. Like we can take the VA example. So, um, you know, get out there and actually have a clear view on what the potential there is, the income earning potential. 
and understand also what it would take to get started. Do you have the resources? Do you have what you need to get started? Do you have all the skills you need? Um, or just kind of what would it take to get there? And so then you can figure out how long it roughly you can expect to spend before you actually can start earning some, some money from it. But it's really just having a clear view of like what the potential is that really going to meet the potential or is that going to meet your, your goals that you've set for yourself? So you also, that's why we go back to the why. So it's like, if you really want to earn X dollars a month from your side hustle, is this hustle going to get you there versus the number of hours you'd have to put in? Which ultimately um, was another part of my journey where for me, the numbers didn't really add up after a while. Right. So it sounds as if that you really need to have a really good conversation with yourself and say, okay, I'm making X, Y, and Z. Or actually, do you think it's more about the money than it is about, I guess, freedom? Or do you feel as if that it's um, it's more about just stimulating your mind in order to continue to do bigger and better things? Yeah, it's a combination of factors. Um, I would say the money is tied to freedom in a sense, in the sense that if you're trying to create freedom for yourself and you're trying to create something for yourself, I don't think you're doing yourself any favors by taking on something that's going to eat up a lot of time and not give you a return that kind of justifies the time that you're putting in. It's just, it's really a recipe for burnout um, and resentment. So if you have kind of mismatched expectations for what you're doing, it really doesn't, I don't know, it kind of can kind of sour you on the whole thing. And I don't know, I, th I think if you do the work, the legwork up front, there's a lot of ways to avoid that. And that's part of what I do with my clients is to kind of give them and, and help them to see, okay, is this really going to get you where you want to go? Is this where you really want to put the time? Because I don't really think that, you know, it's a matter of like work really hard now for some point in the future where you have like freedom. <laughs> I think there's ways to incorporate elements of that life that you're working for. Incorporate that now. Um, you know, really make time for the stuff that's important to you and the stuff that recharges you and all the activities and the, your family and all these things. It's not about like grinding for 70 hours a week and then some magical freedom, you know, day that happens. So my philosophy might be a little bit different, but that's kind of, I feel like it should be an integrated part of your life. Have you read, uh, Tim Ferriss's book, the four hour work week? Sure did. And do you feel as if that this what it is that you're building. Um, are there hints to that, that aspect of like automation, um, of creating a side hustle without working, you know, full time on, on whatever the side hustle is? Well, certainly a side hustle, um, avenues that you can explore will give you a taste of what, I guess what's out there, what's possible versus the whole trading time for money thing. So, you know, if you're coming from, the corporate world, or you're coming just from a, a job, you know, you're used to being paid for a certain amount of effort or time, you know, but if you're dabbling, you know, in the side hustle world, it'll give you an opportunity to look into avenues where that equation isn't the same, doesn't really work the same way. You're actually, you could be working for results that you get a specific result for your clients that may not equate, you know, the same way for you. So it's, it's not, apples to apples it's just a new way of thinking and I so yes in a way I think that that does it kind of is the I don't know it's a way of kind of shifting your mindset and getting your head around what's possible mm. for yourself so so before I get into uh, your actual business and how you're able to to, to help people um, I'm, I'm curious you know as as a business owner as an entrepreneur the people that are listening 
I'm sure that they're trying to make their product, their business, a side hustle for other people. So what are good examples of side hustles that um, I guess are profitable? And then, and then to that same point, what can business owners and entrepreneurs do in order to make it advantageous for somebody who's, who's looking into a side hustle to come on board in order to sell their product, their service, widget, whatever it may be? Oh, that's interesting. So primarily the uh, types of side hustlers that I'm working with are, it could be freelancers, I've worked with VAs, i um, worked with other coaches as well. Um, so that's kind of the realm that I'm most familiar with. Actually just took on a, a client who is in the product-based business um, realm and she's got a craft subscription box. So that's gonna be really fun. I'm really like looking forward to working with her. Um, but so it really, again, it just met, it just, if you match it up with what your expectations are and what you're willing to give, I think, you know, anything can really work. It just, it's like, how much do you really want to put in? Um, and so, yeah, I think as far as other companies that want to bring on side hustlers to, uh, as part of their team, is that what you're referring to? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a, I'm a product based business or I'm a service based business. Um, maybe I'm trying to get like an affiliate link out there in order to, to sell. Um, you know, and then if you were to sell this affiliate link and people were to buy, you'd get X, Y, Z percent, whatever it may be. And then accrue the, the side hustle that way. Um, I guess the question is what makes it advantageous for someone to actually want to be a part of that and how will they be able to like, what are some things that, that we, that entrepreneurs can, can say, uh, or within their marketing in order to grab those individuals who may be looking for a side hustle? Yeah, for me, it's always, it's about like being passionate about the product or the service. And then I will completely like be your biggest cheerleader and your biggest evangelist to the end of the day like I'll even if I'm not getting paid to talk about something if I love it that much like you can't really shut me up um mm. so Any that's one that are thing doing that yeah there's a relatively new service it's been around for about a year I'm not sure if you've heard of it but it's a virtual co-working service called Focusmate and the founder is over in New York actually you guys are neighbors his name is Taylor Jacobson and it is just amazing. And it's a free service, although I think they're going to offer, they're going to start doing some paid, um, a paid version of the service. But basically, it's a, a one hour session where you can get on sort of like this, like on a, a Skype call with somebody who is, could be anywhere in the world. And you guys just work for that hour. You announce your intentions up front, like I'm going to do this with the hour. At the end of the hour, you come back and you talk about what you did. So there's that accountability built in. You don't talk on the session. You're just there. But it's like you're sort of in the room with somebody else. And it's a fun way to meet people because you have a few minutes of chit-chat at the beginning and the end. And so I've met some cool people. And he's trying to work on a whole bunch of new functionality where you can do these kind of in a group as well. And it's fun stuff. That's cool. Um, we originally met on Facebook. I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, are you the – uh, admin of the side hustle coach Facebook group. The side hustlers Haven is my Facebook group. Okay. Side hustlers Haven. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what has that experience been like in marketing yourself? Um, and, and what has come out of that experience of creating a Facebook group? 
Yeah, so it's been a journey. Um, the Facebook group is about a year old now, um, and yeah, in terms of marketing myself, it doesn't it doesn't come naturally to me. Like I say, I you know I'm I'm a scientist. I work behind the scenes. I'm in the lab. I'm in a lab coat. It's not really the most natural thing in the world for me to kind of be out there in front of the world. But in the past year, two years, I've been doing a lot more of just pushing myself and pushing you know where I'm my comfort zone and get, trying to get out of that. So part of that is podcasts and different things like that, just connecting with people. And it's becoming a lot more comfortable and a lot more um, natural for me to really just kind of open up and share my message in my way and in my own voice. And naturally, you know, the people that are resonating with that are, are being attracted back, you know, into my, my thing. And it's, it's really awesome. Um, when I started the group, I seeded the group with a number of people that I knew personally, um, both online in the whole like side hustler space and also some people locally that I know um, that were doing things like side hustling, um, side hustle businesses. And so I seeded the group and I basically used that to get the energy going and to get things off the ground. And from there, I haven't done a ton to really promote it too much. Um, a lot of it's just been word of mouth and me like extending personal invites to people. And have you actually seen a lot of uh, clients? Have you seen a lot of fans of yours, um, you know, just reach out and inquire about your business based off of what it is that you're posting on Facebook groups? Yeah, especially more now because I've ramped up my activity in the group and I've also ramped up a lot of the activity on my Facebook profile as well. I've started posting at least once a day. I'm shooting for three times a day. So just trying to get the, the word out there and I changed my settings so everything is kind of public now. Um, adding more friends and in the group I'm there I've always been there kind of answering questions but now I'm throwing out more like uh, prompts for people to talk about discussion prompts I'm offering a lot more in terms of um, uh, resources in there so right now for example this month we're running um, what I call a monthly spotlight so we have that every month we focus on one aspect um, that will help you with your side hustle and then this month we're talking about your online presence helping you basically boost your online presence for your business. So I have uh, a marketing um, person in there as well and somebody who helps with SEO. And then I've got a branding expert helping this month. So it's been really neat. We've got a challenge running and we've got some lives coming up at the end of the month. So the more I put in, the more I get out basically to answer your question. And uh, to this date, I have gotten, let's see, like, yeah, probably 50% of my clients come from the group. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm a business owner, entrepreneur, again, trying to create a, uh, a business that can be sustainable. What are the key takeaways that we can, uh, that you can teach us that, uh, we can apply in order to create a Facebook group to kind of create that community? Because that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that the community is vibing based off of your content and then they're reciprocating by becoming a client or inquiring. So how can we create a community using Facebook groups and what are some of the things that you've learned from that? Yeah, so I think the probably the biggest thing is really that you have to spend time in there. Um, I think some people have a philosophy that you can kind of set it and forget it. You can just you know load up your daily prompts into something like Meet Edgar and just let it go and then maybe check in there and see what people are doing. But I really... At least in my experience and, you know, the groups that I really see out, that are thriving out there, that's not the case at all. Like, you really need to put the time in. And if you love what you're doing, if you love connecting with your audience, with your potential clients, but 
you know, it's really just about generating, a, uh, I think, like a community and creating a, a fun space where people want to hang out. The way I look at it is like a, it's like a big room. We're all just kind of chilling in there and having conversations. And a lot of people are, you know, aside from just me, a lot of other people are connecting too in there and they're, you know, becoming clients of each other and helping each other out. And it's been amazing to watch. So yeah, that's probably the first thing is just expect to put the time in, put the time and put the love into it and it'll, it'll work for you. Mm, it, when you say time, was there a time frame where it went from, you know, three months in, still nothing, a year in, still nothing, and then maybe like a year and one month, it was just like skyrocketed? Was there like a particular moment that you could remember that kind of just triggered the whole the whole movement? In terms of people inquiring? People, in, yeah, people inquiring or? about the services or just like the boom in, in, um, in responses to the group itself. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like there was a particular moment because we've had, we've definitely had like a steady kind of upward growth, but I think, um, the more I give us to talk about in there, the more discussion it generates. So, you know, I was just doing like the daily prompts and maybe one other post for a while. And now I'm up to like almost like five different posts a day and I'm just jumping in there all the time. And, you know, so that's definitely bringing out a lot more people giving them more points of, you know, engagement and more things to, to chit chat about. So yeah, I would say definitely maybe within the last month or so since I've been putting like, I've been changing up the way I'm doing things and getting some good results. Very cool. Um, we're going to switch the focus a little bit because I want to know a little bit about your day to day aspect and how you're able to, to do, uh, both, but what has been, um, I guess the habits that have helped you become more efficient throughout your day of nine to five versus side hustle. First thing is just making sure I get enough sleep. So I know I happen to know that I need eight hours a night. So I plan for that. If I'm going to be up at five, that means I need to be in bed. My eyes closed at nine, nine thirty. Otherwise, it kind of just just doesn't work. Like on the tail end, I'm up later, then it cuts into my side hustle time, and then I'm cranky when I go to work because I didn't get everything done, which really bums me out. So um, that's probably the biggest thing. And then um, I use something called, um, I call it a master schedule, but it's basically a time blocking approach. So that helps me to lay out my week at a glance and basically break down you know, each hour of the day chunks of the day into time blocks that are basically, um, you know, given jobs. So a big chunk of the day, I'm at my day job. So that's already kind of off the table, um, sleeping different parts of the day. So it's like, okay, that's out. And then we fit the side hustle time in. And for me, it's usually, um, this time in the morning. So I'm up around five, five thirty, and I go to work. I usually leave the house around eight thirty for the day job. So I'm, my mornings are all about the hustle. Have, have you always been a morning person? Um, not really. No, <laughs> might be an age thing. As I get older, it's gotten a lot more, <laughs> a lot easier for me, but how, how were you able to, to wake up in the morning versus, you know, become the night out nine thirty? I, I don't know if I can go to bed at nine thirty. That's, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I usually get around like six, seven hours ish of, of sleep. Uh, so I'm usually in bed by 12 up by anywhere between six to seven thirty. Um, was it a training process for you? Yeah, it was, it was actually, um, a certification exam that I was taking for work 
and I had talked to a bunch of people at work that have, had already taken it, and they're like, you need to plan on like putting 10 hours a week to, of study into this. Mm-hmm. Like, because it was like a certain number of months ahead of the exam. So they were like, if you only have this much time, you need to put this much time in to study. And I'm like, oh, where am I going to get this time from? I don't want to, you know, do this on my weekend. What am I going to do? So previous, I was getting up at like 7 a.m. And then I would just roll out of bed and kind of shower and roll out to work. But I decided I was going to get that time in the morning. And so I started setting my alarm earlier each day. And well, for a week period of time, give myself a chance to sort of acclimate to it. So it was like 15 minutes earlier. And then the next week, a little, little bit earlier and then a little bit earlier. And then eventually I got myself to the 5am mark and I was like, yes. And so didn't do it, try to do it all at once. And I did it with the help of coffee and you know, just kind of <laughs> start to really love this time of day. So it, it became now at this point, we're like three years into my routine of doing this. And it's just, I wouldn't have it any other way. Well, Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to uh, <laughs> to join you in this this precious moment of time. Um, yeah. Before we end the podcast, I do have two additional questions because um, one in particular is the the resources that you use. So, are there any resources or tech that you're using in order to have that balance? And then you also mentioned a lot of like time blocking. So I'm curious to see if there's resources associated with that as well. So the time blocking is really just an old-fashioned spreadsheet. It's just something that I have, um, like, in a Google Sheet. So, yeah, that that's really straightforward. Um, and you could even do it on paper if you had to. But it's not too bad. I just basically, it's like breaking down each day of the week and then each hour of the day, and then I fill stuff in. Um, and in terms of other tech, I feel like there's a lot of tech that I probably don't think about um, that I am using. Like Focusmate, like I mentioned earlier, it has been a big one for me. So... You know, if I am getting up around 5.15, 5.30, I find myself, I'll set myself a Focusmate appointment for 5 a.m. So I'm like, okay, I got to be on this call. Because if you miss a certain number of sessions, they ding your account. So you have to be there. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'm definitely going to look that up, and I'm going to link it as well for everybody else to uh, awesome. to review. Um, is there any other resources that you could think of? Hmm just started playing around with Trello. Um, that's something that I love. I just absolutely and I have people that are in my Facebook group that are raving about it. I have uh, somebody in my group who is a productivity coach. Her name is Brittany Joyner, and she's amazing. And she did a workshop for us. And so a lot of people took that and ran with it. And I'm just like, ah, I need to sit there and go back over that and, and give it a shot for myself because I love it. it totally. Yeah. Trello is awesome. Definitely look into it. Um, before we end, the last question, and in my opinion, is the most important. So the Blind Entrepreneur podcast, this podcast was created for individuals who may be temporarily blind in business and cannot see the obvious. They may be stuck in a particular headspace. Um, so what are three pieces of advice that you would give to a fellow entrepreneur? Mm, well, first I would say, and I know this isn't easy to do, but it's just to get out of your own head. Go out and talk to other people. So... Um, sort of in my world, the biggest thing is, you know, people that are having trouble trying to decide on a side business to start. And it just can get kind of frustrating. So it's like, go and find people that are doing something similar to what you want to do and talk to them. A simple conversation, you know? So that's one, um, taking action. So that is, I guess that's sort of a related to the first one, but really it's just like, you're not going to be a hundred percent sure that any steps that you're going to take are going to be the right step or the magic thing, the magic bullet. But what happens is once you get yourself in motion, a lot of amazing things can happen and you learn a ton. So it's never wasted. 
Um, so I always advise people just to get out and, and start taking action. And then don't hustle alone. Find other people, you know. Um, there's groups like mine. There's all sorts of groups. I mean, for every interest under the sun, there's a Facebook group for you. So there's no... Um, no reason to sit there and hustle alone. And then, you know, one thing I'm going to start doing in the near future here is actually creating something in San Diego, a side hustlers meetup. So mm, people right cool. in my own backyard. Awesome. Love it. Love everything you got going on. Tracy, thank you so much for your time. Uh, you successfully complete the podcast. So go right ahead, look into the camera and tell everybody what you have going on. Uh, tell everybody about how they could be a part of your, your journey and, and your story. Sure. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I can be found at tracyminutolo.com. Um, you can find out more about my coaching and kind of read the blog and check things out over there. But um, I think the probably the more fun place to start if you're interested in starting a side hustle um, would be the Side Hustlers Haven. And you can look it up on Facebook or you can go to sidehustlershaven.com and it'll take you right to the group. So like I said, right now we've got our monthly spotlight on um, upping your online presence. So if you're looking to like polish up your, your branding and kind of get looking for some tips and tools on, you know, even social media, you'll be getting all that good stuff this month in the group. Very cool. Tracy, again, thank you so much for your time. To everybody else uh, that is still listening and still watching, thank you guys for always liking, commenting, and subscribing. Until next time, everyone, have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much for watching this video. Don't forget to follow me on any and all social media platforms using the long last name above followed by the letter J. If you want to get lost into the dark abyss of YouTube, click either left or right for another video. And finally, don't forget to hit the subscribe button. No, seriously, don't forget.